I've never started with a pity hug. Thank you so much. I really needed that. Um, also, let's give it up to our hostess. What like gentle but clear direction. It's a man like. I hosted a show two weeks ago, and anytime somebody talked, I was like, shut the fuck up! And it was a mental health show, and I was like, how do you feel, though? <laughs> but shut the fuck up. Um, it's really good to be here. Well, kind of, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the last time that I was here, actually, my boyfriend at the time, he was so supportive, he came, and he sat front row and basically listened to me tell stories all night of having sex in the orgy dome at Burning Man with my ex. And while... The orgy dome sucked. I was like, but usually our sex is great and I have a lot of love for him. And I'm realizing now as I tell you this why maybe my boyfriend who came to the show left me. Um, and like, boy, did he leave me. Uh, we lived together and I was getting ready to propose to him and he broke up with me over email. And if you're like, did that bitch say they lived together? Yes, thank you for listening. We did, and he did. We were in different states at the time. It's fine. This is like, we, we can laugh. I see too many faces that are already feeling a lot of pity, but let's just keep it at the hug. So basically, we were in different states also. It wasn't like from the family room to the bedroom, like, hey, this isn't going to work. I'll catch you in the hallway. <laughs> but it was, it was still pretty brutal. And so... Um, last week, for the first time in t two years, yeah, I did have sex with a gorgeous pianist on top of a tower looking out at Burning Man, so now you clap for me, right? Um, thank you, thank you. But I'm, I'm not here to tell you that story. I'm not here to talk about how his muscles glistened and how perfect and beautiful he was. I'm not here to tell you that he had an amazing voice and talent and that his job was to administer the Enneagram and the first question he asked me was, what's your relationship to melancholy? And I creamed my jeans and I was like, v very intimate. Um, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm not here to tell you how hot he was, but if you have any questions, I'll answer them now. He was hot as fuck. Um, I'm here to tell you a different story about how I kind of almost had sex with a young gentleman over St. Patrick's Day. So this past St. Patrick's Day, I decided to go to Chicago. My best friend was struggling. She had to redo the bar. That's fucking stupid. You pay all this money for law school and then like fucking pay more money, take a test, boo. So I'm like, let's just have a depressed 30-year-old St. Patrick's Day. Because the last time that I had been in Chicago for St. Patrick's Day, I talked myself out of a public urination ticket at the Bean, and so I was like, it's gonna be different this year. Um, and our family and friends were like, no the fuck it's not, buckle up. So I go out there, and we're like bar hopping, we're going to house parties, her friends suck, I can say that, because she feels that way too. And we're at like 5.45 p.m., we're like, we're tired, like we're feeling geriatric, we just want dinner, we want like a nice Italian dinner. So we go to this Italian restaurant, and as we're like walking towards the bar, I see just this like gorgeous specimen leaning up against the bar and I like, elbowed her, I was like, look alive. And she looked fucking dead, she did not look alive. And it, he, he like turned and I saw his profile and I was like, fuck, that guy looks just a little, like a little too fresh, a little too young. His skin was very tight and moisturized and I don't think he has suffered enough. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, no, he's, like he didn't look like a baby face. He just, yeah, he just hasn't, died a million deaths or been broken up with over email, about to propose, whatever. But he did, he was like a combination of like Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, and he suffered actually, like he fucking suffered. And then like if any of you watched One Tree Hill growing up, okay, I see this crowd. Um, he looked like Nathan, who like they tried to make him suffer, but he was just like a rich basketball daddy's boy, you know? Uh, so he was like a combination of the two. 
So I'm like, fuck that guy. And we start eating. And then Hottie, I'm just going to call him Nathan because I really shouldn't use his name. Um, Nathan's friend walks up to me and he's like, hey, can I ask you a question about your eyes? And I was like, 100% you can. And he said, I want to know if you can tell me about the million lives that you've lived because when I look into them, I see all the different souls. And I was like, pull up a chair, you fucking freak. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Who are you? And then we talked about astrology for two hours. It was amazing. So we're like dining with these young men and they say that they're 24. So let's just all say that they're 24, okay? And we're like kind of joking, like, oh, we could have been your babysitters. And they're like, fucking don't do that. <laughs> and we're like, okay, you're right. That's weird. Um, so eventually like we're wrapping up this like nice dinner with nice wine that they're buying a lot of nice wine who are these people i don't know they're from rural michigan and they're I, they're in tech so you know i'm half whatever great congrats <laughs> i work in mental health clearly <laughs> so basically they're like do you want to come to this party with us and we were like sure why not and we go to what is unmistakably a college party i know this because like the minute i get in the door this girl's like don't like fuck northwestern don't you think they think they're better than us and i was like yeah, they do, and so, and, like, I left college, and she was, like, that's fucking badass, and I was, like, no, I, I like, matriculated, like, <laughs> I'm so old, and so we were, like, let's lean into this, and let's buy fireball shots for everyone, which we did, um, and then I'm seeing Nathan, Hottie McHopphands, I'm seeing a lot of, like, tweens kind of hanging off him, and I'm, like, why is that stirring something in my groins, like, all these young girls want him, and so now I want him, so I basically make eye contact with my friend to signal, like, I haven't had sex in a long time. I still love my ex. I'm still going to marry him. It's totally, totally casual. It's fine. He's in Costa Rica right now building a house. It's going to be our house. Everything's chill. I'm great. <laughs> I'm doing great. Pianist, tower, burning man, tight. So I'm like, get out of here. And she's like, okay, bye. And then his friend is wasted. So we go to a couple other bars, and then we're like, it's time to smash. We need to go the fuck to sleep and smash. So we go back to his Airbnb. And we are locked out. His friend is passed the fuck out. No wonder with that eye bullshit line that he told me. And we were like climbing fire escapes, seeing things we don't want to see of other people's St. Patrick's Day. And he's finally like, all right, I'm, I'm getting us a hotel. And I was like, that feels like really like young male gigolo to me. I don't know if I'm comfortable <laughs> with that. And he was like, well, I need to sleep somewhere tonight so you can join me or not. And I was like, I'm definitely joining you. You're hot as shit. So we go to this hotel that's like, so fucking hip like I don't know how much it costs a lot of money but it like it looks like a we work but you sleep there and they are ahead of that idea so that is not mine um but it's it's got like a robot that like delivers cold brew and like wallpaper which is making a comeback somehow I don't know and so like it's very hip we're getting to know each other and then we're like let's go do this so we go upstairs and we start hooking up and as it's getting hot and heavy I'm like do you have a condom and he's like no and I'm like oh <laughs> I'm an older woman. You have to get a concert. Like, this isn't call go. And he's like, uh, yeah, you're right. I'll be right back. Two hours later, <laughs> it's 3.30 a.m. And I'm like, I have to call fucking Child Protective Services. <laughs> like, I don't know where the fuck this kid is. I am freaked the fuck out. And so I call down to reception. The receptionist was just this, like, really fun 
wonderful, stylish gay man. And I was like, hey, I never do this, but like, I was about to propose to my boyfriend. He broke up with me over email, so I'm the one who came in with a really good-looking young slam piece. And he was like, honey, like, I sent him down the block to 7-Eleven two hours ago. It's around the corner. Like, where is he? So he's like, come down here. So I run downstairs. Also, the kid, Nathan, hottie McHotpants, left without his coat or his cell phone. He's really sharp. College is doing wonders for him. So I run down without shoes. The receptionist has all his friends around. So we're having a kiki at 4 a.m. now. And they're like, they're like, tell us about him. And I'm like, well, he's a child. And he's very hot. And I'm worried about his well-being. So we're about, we're like about to call the cops. And I'm trying to, I'm thinking, like, what am I going to tell his parents? Like, I met your fucking hot-ass son, and then you got fucking murdered, and like, fuck, I don't, that's all I know, that's all I have. And as we're like reaching for the phone, the phone rings, receptionist answers, and the sister, the branch hotel that is two miles away, again, it's like a wintry spring night in Chicago, is like, hey, a dude just wandered in here thinking this was that place and it's not and we were like put his fine ass in a car right now and so I tell the guys I'm around I'm like get out of here this is really gonna embarrass him so like scram and they scram <laughs> and he like he gets dropped off in like a hotel shuttle car and he walks in and he just looks devastated and so like he and I hug the receptionist and I hug, he and the receptionist hug, the three of us do like a three-way, like we're all like crying, we're like, and I now care about him, like I want him to go to a good college, I want him to have a good life, like I am emotionally invested in this young man's life, like I, I, I care for him now, and so I'm like, this has been a fucking roller coaster, god damn it, but don't worry, you're still hot enough that I'm ready, and so we go back upstairs, and we start hooking up, and he's going down on me, and that's fan whatever, you know? And I'm like, let's, let's fuck, you know, you got the condom. And he's like, takes a beat, and he's like, um, can we not have sex tonight? And I was like, I've, of course, like, I'm not a coercive creep, but also, like, I wasn't, like, wandering the streets of Chicago for two hours looking for a condom. Like, are, are you okay? Let's talk about it. And he was like, I just feel like I really want to... I've been like hooking up with a lot of people lately and like, yeah, you're fucking hot. And he was like, and I just want to like shift the paradigm of hookup culture. Like who taught him the word paradigm? <laughs> I was like, fuck, I want to have sex with you even more. But I thought it was like very sexy that he was expressing his needs. So I was like, okay, that is wild. And he was like, I'd like to take you out to breakfast. It's really intimate to have sex. I want to date you and get to know you. And I was like, neither of us live in Chicago. Like that's, <laughs> hot that you're expressing your desires, but that's not happening, but like, we can just hang out tonight, we can just talk. And he was like, okay, cool. So, um, the next four hours were the most sexually explicit things. He basically, he ate my ass for four hours. Like, <laughs> he did not have sex with me because that was too intimate, but his face was in my ass. I was like up against the hotel window, like looking down on the city of Chicago, being like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I don't understand the youths today. I don't know what their line of intimacy is. I like, I literally was just like, what the fuck? And like, I left, I got on a flight back to Denver. I called in sick at work for two days straight and locked myself in my room and masturbated because like <laughs> the floodgates were open and I was like, God damn it. And so, as you can imagine, he, you know, we haven't said a word to each other since then. One of the last things he did say to me was, please never tell anyone that this happened. 
I don't think I gave a verbal reply. He knew I did comedy. That's like risk of doing business. But um, so ju I just want to take a moment to toast Nathan, the hottest maybe virgin who did the dirtiest things to me and edged me for an entire night and morning. And I love him and I'm, I'm ready to spend my life with him. Thank you.